Welcome back to Addicts in Recovery. We are down a person. It's Zach is in England and he's uh, learning something about business, hopefully. Yep, so now it's just Kevin and Mike today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're happy to, if you're listening, welcome back and we're excited to chat. We finally figured out this uh, uh, recording and we, Hopefully it sounds good. Yeah, Zach is greatly missed, but yeah. he should be with back with us like in an episode or two. Yeah, or he might add on to this. But this week we kind of wanted to talk about just kind of catch up a little bit, kind of see how we were doing. We had some past recordings that we did uh, that we had kind of stockpiled with this transition of Zach leaving, and how we're going to be able to kind of blend him and us. And you know, it's kind of weird. It's He's waking up as we're going to bed right now. <laughs> yeah, and I want to see how he's doing in the UK. Yeah, and seeing his stories of what's going on with the you know recovery-based things or stories that he's got, or you know, it's a uh, good to catch up. So hopefully, this might be just a little pen pal podcast of recovery. Who knows? Who knows where it's going to go? But... Yeah, he said he found some uh, good recovery places in London. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're Miss Zach, um, but yeah, this week we kind of wanted, to, like I said, we want to catch up a little bit on um, us and kind of how we're doing and what we're up to and kind of create a dialogue on some coping mechanisms, this what's worked, what hasn't worked with us, and, and that's kind of uh, the goal, I guess. Yeah. So, um, some good news. Some news news, good news. Usually all the crap you hear in the news is not good these days, but I just hit uh, number 400 days of no drinking. I know. That's so <laughs> awesome. I was really happy when you told me that it made my day. So it's it's been weird, though. Like, it's been easier at times, but at times it's like, is it? I've, sometimes I get these questions. I'm like, is it worth it? Yeah. Am I doing the right thing? But then, like, everything that follows behind me is, like, so good. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. I still have those days, too. Yeah. Um, where I just kind of think, you know, like, what am I doing? Is this worth it? But you know what's really strange is um, sometimes uh, I'll go to a meeting or something and I'll be listening to other people. And I think, what the hell was I thinking when I was thinking wow, is this worth it? Like, it's so easy to forget mm -hmm. how it was. That's that's the nature of the way we think. It's so easy to forget, like, um, I know it's not everybody's story, but I was like, uh, 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 I just, I remember like peeing the bed all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, how could I forget that? Yeah. Like, how could I even ever think that, you know, I, I went on a, a, a relapse and, um, that was like, it's been a while. Um, <clears throat> but I literally remember, oh my God, like, I don't, I don't want to like piss myself. Right. You know, I, it's been, I remember this one guy and he used to come to meetings, hey, meetings a lot. And he always said, um, he always announced himself, I, I'm, you know, my name is blah, 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 I'm an alcoholic and I haven't pissed myself in five years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how he would announce how much time he had. <laughs> I haven't peed myself in five years. Yeah, I always thought it was really funny, but um, 
like how could we forget oh it's yeah i mean i i spoke at a aa meeting um a month ago i was the uh guest speaker and um i kind of talked a little bit about that of like some of the crap that i did but not to like glorify it you know Mm -hmm. but also to explain like why i did it at times you know my dad was at the meeting and and he's always been like a big naysayer of where i told him at the very beginning i was drinking it was like actual uh helping me you know Mm -hmm. like i was i used it to help me and and he doesn't he doesn't believe that still to this day he doesn't believe that what what do you mean you used it to help you like well and what what about that does he not buy his perception of addiction is so different than mine he do he he doesn't think of like overeating or an overspender or um you know someone like that he doesn't he doesn't categorize that as like as, as an actual addict of anything hmm. and then he's like i have a hard time relating to what addiction really is and i'm like well addiction can be anything you can be addicted to that i mean but our society obviously they kind of categorize it. They, I would, I would think that society they would look at an alcoholic versus in uh, someone who's obese very differently. You know, right. uh-huh. where they're like, oh, that guy's fat. He must have an eating problem, but it's not like, like the alcoholic. You know, that I don't know. Right. So, in with me, the drinking part of it helped at the beginning, where it it helped me like cope and and i felt like it was helping me get places it, i would get stressed out i would drink and then it would relieve the stress you mm-hmm. know to the point where it bound you know it did the opposite right and that's when it didn't help me anymore right right and it's such a hard thing where i was like explaining it to my dad and he was just like yeah i don't get it i, I still still don't get it you know i'm just like Right. Well, not that he needs to, but it's, it's a hard thing for people, I guess, to grasp. Mm-hmm. But. You know what I forget um, also is um, being a slave to it, mm-hmm. like needing to drink, like literally the physical need, that that uh, craving, I guess you would say, right. that uncontrollable craving. Um, <clears throat> I remember I, this one time... Uh, uh, a friend of mine was at the house, and um, um, of course I was, you know, drunk out of my mind because that's the way I lived. And um, he was like saying, "Well, what's it? What's it like? Why do you? Why do you drink all the time?" And I'm like, "Cause I, I have to. I don't. I don't know." But, and he, he's like, well, "What's? Well, what's it like?" And I said, "It's like, it's like being thirsty, like terribly, terribly thirsty." all the time mm-hmm. i was just trying to explain it to him and that's actually even before i knew what alcoholism was um i just i needed it like almost like uh um I, i've heard it be equated to um your, your body um literally feels like it needs it like it needs oxygen right if if you tell somebody not to breathe they would think that you know you were out of your mind but that's that's exactly what it's like. It's like someone saying, you know, just don't breathe. Right. But it's like kind of what I was saying earlier of it helping. It's like you t- I remember just like having 
one beer and and what that one beer would do to me it'd be like oh sure just level me off you know but but that time became shorter whereas like that one beer only lasted a couple minutes yeah maybe 10 minutes i was like okay another one another mm -hmm. one another one mm -hmm. and it just became like shorter mm -hmm. and like if you really look at it now like on now i'm kind of talking about like on the obese side mm -hmm. imagine if you relate that same type of behavior to like say you go to mcdonald's and pound 30 nuggets every like 20 minutes right you know <laughs> it's yeah it, it literally is the same thing right it, it is that's why mm -hmm. if like he can or like the spender say the person is like addicted to shopping mm -hmm. and like every that's like fulfills that happiness and they're constantly doing it and the debt doesn't matter but they just keep doing it doing it doing it you right know? it's just like the the concept of addiction i guess in the last year of me being sober like it's it's nuts of how i can take alcoholism and and every thing that i'm noticing in my life good or bad i can see using that alcoholism as a tool for that oh sure and it's it's really weird like of of i would never ever think that like i can relate like stress i feel stress i'm like i feel anxiety i feel like and i just take the same coping mechanisms i've learned through not drinking and and being able to address those problems as they happen it's been so different mm -hmm. i think that's called personal growth yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's great it's not just masking your shit behind you know drinking <laughs> no no it's that's um yeah so sober becomes like a kind of a habit of its own don't you agree mm -hmm. you know we, we were talking earlier about um how like priorities kind of change and shift over time over being sober right um that feeling of uh um loss of an old lifestyle starts to kind of slip away as a new lifestyle kind of fits in right yeah um you were telling me about like um you know not being able to do the old things that you used to enjoy or whatever and now you're finding that it's fine because you're finding other things to enjoy yeah i think i think you just kind of well at least i've just been kind of letting letting go of that you know because my, my wife and i we were actually having dinner one night on a date and she just kind of asked me if, if uh if i miss any aspect of it and, and i was like well, well yeah i mean like there's parts of it where it was like way back when you know the last time i did drink that time frame no i don't wish that upon my anybody you know the nightmare that it, it created for me but the good side of it of being able to you know kick back with your buddies and and uh or just relax around a campfire or something like that like that i do miss but i ruined that part of myself so long ago mm -hmm. that i don't really remember it all that well right and i think my brain is switched over to that other part where it's like you know you you know you couldn't do that again and now that i'm actually like retraining my brain you know and uh um I, I tell a lot of people this and I've in our uh, on our Instagram page I've talked about it too is that um, that trail analogy with our brains 
you know, cause I had a hard time trying to figure out, like I just, I wanted to stop and I wanted to be like healed mm-hmm. and enjoy myself again and go do what I wanted to go do and enjoy it. <clears throat> and I remember my therapist, you know, and I, and like I said, on the Instagram page, you follow us, uh, you know, a trail doesn't just suddenly appear, right? You know, it takes, it takes some work and uh, a lot of time back and forth on it and to switch and start another trail and go a different direction. It's not like it just comes so quickly and easily. Right. And our, our society is so screwed up in my opinion, where everybody just wants, they look at everything and all this non happiness uh, or fake happiness stuff and lifestyles. And they think it's just, Oh, I want that. And, and, uh, I, I, it, it take, takes a lot of time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm still learning my, I don't feel like I'm healed. I don't think I'll ever really hundred percent be healed, but, um, but it feels great to like, actually know that I have taken a, uh, that other road, right. You know, or mm-hmm. real shit happens to me with work or home or life, you know, any, anything. And I can take it one step at a time and think, okay, what am, what am I going to do with this? And being able to, as I accomplish that and, and I do good with that, it feels awesome knowing that I just put another foot in that trail mm-hmm. and smash down those weeds and continued on, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's uh it's hard though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling you, but like a couple of weeks ago, I went to this um this bluegrass festival, mm-hmm. and um of course, like like all kind of concert things, um, well not all of them, but the ones <laughs> that I go to, I mean, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol around. Oh yeah, you know, and um, it was a three day festival, super fun, um, uh. Great bluegrass music. I took my banjo. I bought a banjo. Did I tell you that? No. That's yeah, cool. I did. That's like, rad. Uh, like three weeks ago, I went and purchased a banjo. I'm like, I never, I never thought I would pick up an instrument. Yeah. I never like, played a stringed instrument in my life. I thought it was going to be super easy because I'm always at those festivals and I always like watch the banjo player. You and wash I, their hands. You're like, oh, I can do that easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to be fantastic <laughs> immediately. And then I went and bought one and I took it home and... And, you know, of course, it's like, doink, doink, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to take some work, <laughs> but it's super rewarding. Anyway, <clears throat> um, I was up there uh, with a bunch of friends and, um, and uh, of course, you know, a lot of them still use and, and, mm-hmm. and, and most of them aren't addicts. And so it doesn't really make any difference, but we were just sitting around and they were, they were asking, um, you know, like wouldn't you rather be drunk? That kind of thing, you know, like, wouldn't you rather drink? And, um, and, and before they even ask that, there is those moments where you think, you know, oh, I wish I could like have a beer and like sort right. of like, loosen up and, and, um, um, you know, kind of relax and get into the conversation a little smoother, I guess. Um, but it's, it, the, those those thoughts like they they're less loud and they're less convincing mm-hmm. and um uh anyway they they just asked when you know when you rather be drinking or whatever and then when i thought about it i was just thinking yeah, well i mean not really mm-hmm. um 
I don't, it, it almost felt like um, I didn't want to degrade the time that I was having. Like, that's what it, that's what it would do. It would just de degrade my experience of what I wanted to be experiencing, mm -hmm. which was exactly whatever was happening in the here and now while being sober, you know? So <clears throat> it was easy for me to say no. Like, no, thanks. That's cool. Right. You know, it was super easy. And um, uh, once or twice, I actually, I was staying in a tent. I'd pitched a little tent uh, in the campground. And um, I would just go and hang out and strum on my banjo. That's <laughs> and it was awesome, I have to say. Uh -huh. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to sit down and have a beer or smoke weed or whatever, yeah. you know. You know, it's funny, I still enjoy the smell of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't even mind being around people as, you know, like that are using as long as it's, you know, not belligerent and, right. and you know, overly raucous. But um, uh, I still I still appreciate the fact that they're having fun. Yeah. You know, um, and I kind of like feeling um, that feeling of uh, being responsible, like, you know, I know when to go to bed and I know when to start making dinner and I, and I know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like being an adult. Yeah. Being an adult <laughs> who knew it could be an enjoyable experience, you know? So, and, um, one of them asked me, um, uh, they were offering me drugs mm -hmm. and, um, it was some people I didn't know super well and they didn't know me. And, and, um, you know, I just told them, I said, Oh no, I, what did I say? I said, uh, I'm on a chemical uh, sabbatical for an indefinite period of time, <laughs> and which worked really well. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, cool, man. Like you whatever know? works. Yeah. It's just like saying, I'm, you know, I'm on a cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to say, oh, I'm an addict and I go to AA or CDA. I didn't have to go into anything like that. I just said, oh, I'm not using that great now. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's cool that when people can, you know, respect it, they do, do, they do them, you do you. Yeah. And um, I've been really trying to learn. That's like the number one word I've been, I can like say the last year has been the word just learning mm -hmm. of myself and why I do what I do and being able to slow it down and be kind of in that mindful mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's super hard to do. And you know, obviously that's a lot of the reasons why I was drinking because I wasn't very happy with myself. I wanted to go do stuff. I wanted to be a different person. I had high expectations for myself. And I would just, I was just masking that with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And it feels really like liberating now to be able to like really slow it down. Because um, I have little kids and I think that has been a huge struggle for me of like being able to slow it down and try to learn something from them, you know, through their eyes, through their lens and um, something that I've struggled with, with uh, for, since I've had kids. It's not easy to be able to like have that patience. Right. And we get so impatient about things. I know that when I was in my drunken state of mind of being uh, of you know, a young father, uh, I remember like at night, the, one of our children would be crying and I would kind of like nudge my wife and 
I kind of have in the back of my head, like, that's her duty, you know? Right. She, she needs to get up with the, the baby. And uh, for me, now it's so, it's so different where I try to, sometimes I still have that same mindset of, like, we have these roles that we need to do. But now I'm trying to learn from those. Like, my child woke up the other night, and I thought, you know, I got to go to work in the morning. But you know what? The baby's crying. Walk in there, change his diaper. And I just, like, held him for a little while. Right. And I thought to myself, I've, what, I, I became, like, super happy. I was like, man, what, this, is, this is different. What can I gain from this experience? I'm never going to have this moment again, like right now. And, and it made me kind of feel bad because I, I thought for a minute it made me feel bad, but then it made me feel positive because I'm not trying to like live in the past, but it made me think of how many uh, missed opportunities I did have with learning something because I was, you know, my mind wasn't there. And, but like I said, I, I can't dwell on that. You know, it's just a depressing thought to, right, to, right. to do that. And us humans are very good at beating each other up in that way. But, but I really have been trying to, to do that. And it's, it's been really hard, but I'm, I'm happy when I take that moment, like when, when, you know, holding the baby and I put him back down to bed and I, cause that, that doesn't happen every single night, but I, I'm happy it happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I've been kind of concentrating on like, uh, recently is not repeating mistakes. Um, I have this, uh, uh, well, and it's, and it's, it's good because I can recognize when I'm repeating a mistake that I made in the past. Um, I think that's what they mean by, you know, we don't want to close the doors on right. the past. I, I really think it's it's taken me a while to learn some of this stuff, you know, like longer than I want to say. But um, th there's there's this thought or this 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 moment that's always bugged me um, about um, uh, a long time ago. Um, I was using, of course, very heavy, um, and uh, we ended up getting these three kids. Um, it was from a, a family member that had passed away and the three kids um, ended up coming to us for right. us to raise. And um, one of them was a little girl and she was probably about eight, eight or nine when she came to us. Um, and we were uh, living in Louisiana at the time. There was a bayou that ran through the backyard. Like, um, really just right out the back door there was like a small lawn and then a bayou and we used to fish for alligators and stuff like right off the right right off the back lawn and um, I remember this 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 scene where um, this this girl she you know she's young her mother had just passed away and um, she had moved in with us and uh, um, so I, I you know, she was uncomfortable and unsure about, you know, what was happening or mm -hmm. whatever. And so um, one day I, I just sat out a couple of chairs and we decided to go fishing in the bayou, spend some time together, kind of get to know each other or whatever. And um, I remember I said, oh, 
we were using marshmallows to catch alligators. That's how, that's how you do it. Anyway, <clears throat> so I said, oh, we need more marshmallows because we kept losing them. And um, I said, I'm going to run in the house and grab some. And I went in the house and uh, while I was in there, um, I opened the fridge. And of course, there's, you know, like a 30 pack in there. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, God, I don't, don't screw this up. Don't, don't drink a beer. Just, you know, get back out there because she's sitting out there. And I could see her through the kitchen window um, sitting back there um, waiting for me to come back. But of course, I cracked open a beer, mm -hmm. and then, um, and then I cracked open another beer, and then I cracked open another beer, and um, I just kept thinking, oh, like I can probably pound like you know eight of these before I have to go back out there. But of course, I never made it back out there, mm -hmm. and I could walk, I could see her like like sitting there alone, and like she kept kind of turning around and looking, like wait, waiting for me to get back out there. But I was stuck, you know. Um, that that was a point in my life where I couldn't stop drinking until I was to your know, point. on the floor, yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. And um, but um, I've always regretted that. It's always been a regret of mine. I remember she finally um, put down her fishing pole and she kept turning around and looking. Um, expecting me to come back out the door and um, uh, and I remember feeling terrible about it I felt terrible about it but like I just the you know I the alcohol had total control over me at that right. point and um, she came walking in the house and of course I was I was pretty much too drunk to go back outside and fish at all mm -hmm. you know and I just um, I was my day was over and it was like you know 10 a.m. <laughs> you know, and um, um, but anyway, I, I, it's always bothered me, you know, and 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 I've actually talked to her about that, and, and I've given my apologies and made my amends, and um, and she only vaguely remembered it, but that scene was heartbreaking for me, yeah, and and, and um, I was the star, you know, and anyway, the other day, um, one of my grandkids uh, came out to visit. Who, who is now one of the kids, one of the children of those kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, we went out to the spiral jetty. I took him out to the spiral jetty. And um, uh, you don't have to know what that is. It's like a land art form thing. <laughs> no, yeah, the guy did it. all the rocks out there. Yeah, yeah, it's like pretty that. cool, yeah. actually. You know, um, but it's, it's kind of near where I live. And I, I, we were kind of bored, you know, playing video games and stuff. And I said, hey, have you ever seen Spiral Jetty? And he's like, no, what's that? And I said, let's go. Let's go for a drive. And so we went out there and um, he said, um, he's like, hey, can we like climb to the top of that hill? And I says, oh, you know what? I have like this huge rock climbing trip I'm going on tomorrow and I, I really don't want to climb to the top of that hill. It's like I've got to do like some major hiking in the morning. And he was kind of let down a little bit. Mm. And I said, hey, you know, like, why don't you go? And I'll sit here and, and I'll watch you, you know. And um, and he's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. And so he was kind of a little bit dejected, but excited to, that he got to go. And so he went walking up the trail. And then the further he got, um, I could tell, you know, he, he kept turning around and looking at me. You know, and I was just sitting there, you know, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> sitting, on, sitting on a rock. 
And um, I could tell, like, I suddenly had that flashback of um, me in the house drinking and looking out the window at this little girl expecting me to, like, she needed me. Right. And, and I wasn't there. And he, um, you know, the further away he got and the more progress he made up the hill, like you could tell he was getting kind of tired because it was like a little, you know, it was like a, like a real hill, you know? Right. And he kept turning around looking at me and I'm like, oh, Kevin, just get out of your ass and, and get up there and go with him. And so finally I got up and, um, and I started walking after him, but, um, which, you know, you could tell, like, you know, he was like, oh, here he comes, you know? Anyway, we didn't actually make it all the way to the top of the hill. He got too tired and then he came back down and, and, but it was just the fact that I, I learned something. I don't want to repeat that mistake. Right. I want to be there for somebody, you know? Well, it's, yeah, I, I totally get it. It's, um, it felt good to recognize it. Right. That's, that's what it was. It well, felt, it's, and it you're doing, recognize it. but you're, you're changing too. You recognize and you don't want that anymore mm-hmm. and you're making a, you know, a positive change. Yeah. Um, when, when we barely built, uh, our house, <clears throat> my, my wife, uh, she left to go, um, shopping and I was here with my, at the time when they had our two boys and we had no yard, no like fence, nothing, you know? And so it's kind of a construction yard area. And I remember I drank like way too much and I had a like a rough day at work and I was drinking on my way home and, and, uh, and <clears throat> I just was like tired. And, I, and like the kids were like kind of playing whatever and I uh, passed out on my bed watching like TV and I thought that they were in the other room playing and my wife literally came home from where she was and she like she's like where's the kids and she woke me up and I was like what like they're here I just kind of dozed off and she's like then we looked, we ran at that point, because I mean, our child at that point was only like two and four, and the back door was open, and we couldn't find the kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Where were they? Um, we ran down the street, and like at that point, like I was like drunk and just thinking like, what, you know, like just the what ifs, what, what if something hit by a car, you know? like god forbid like kidnapped you know you just like all every emotion just ran through my body and i just thought i'm never gonna be able to live with myself if something happened and you know fortunately they were down the street at like five houses down in one of our neighbors and they had a tramp and like a little playground and they were back there playing and like the parents were like where like where have you been like they we've we noticed your kids are here but like where where have you been like we were going to watch them we knew who they were and I just felt like sick. Yeah. Like sick, sick. And mm-hmm. I just, I did not like that feeling. And I just kept thinking like, why did I do that? You know, mm-hmm. this is not responsible. And it's, I've take that moment cause I'm happy that nothing did happen. And you know, and my wife was here and, and 
um, I kind of put that in the back of my memory of just like how bad it can get. Yeah. You know? And then like a few months later, kind of similar thing when I was up in Deer Valley, I was like, I was too sick to go play with the kids and they were in the backyard, just keep, kept playing and, and playing. And like, there was a, another people that were up in Park City that were on a vacation and like those dads were playing with my kids and my wife was outside kind of watching it. And while I was, uh, drunk on the bed, you know, and my mm -hmm. wife, my wife really had no idea of how bad my situation was. And she's like, Oh, he's just sick. He's not feeling very good. Dad's not feeling good. Right. And I'm like knowing in the back of my head of how miserable I felt and thinking those kids should be playing with me. Like I'm the dad. I should be throwing the frisbee out there, not these two guys that are out there playing with them now. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, I'm a shitty person. Like, I, why am I doing this? You know? So you take these bad stories and then now this is a positive one. A couple of weeks ago, we were up at the same location again. And my sons, I'm watching them as I'm, <clears throat> um, they're on their bikes and just, I'm having a great time. Great morning. We just got finished eating breakfast and, and my one older boy, he, uh, stopped his bike in the middle of the sidewalk, um, kind of down this hill where these ponds are. And my younger son, he, uh, ripping down the sidewalk and I could kind of see what was happening and he's not very good at stopping. And he, I thought to myself, he's either going to slam into him or he's going to veer off to the right into the rocks or worst case scenario, he's going to make a hard left and fly off a 10 foot ledge into the pond. Right. And that's what he did. And I just, you know, panicked, threw, you know, threw the phone out, threw my hat off and just ran full sprint down there and jumped off the ledge into the pond which was deep and all I could see was his helmet, you know, floating. This was the pond up by Deer Valley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know the pond that yeah, you're talking right. about, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there at the cafe. Uh -huh. And I just like saved, saved him and he wasn't in the water very long, but you know, he's, he can't swim. But I'm just, I'm like, I take that moment of thinking that is a very real possibility that could have happened if I if I was like drunk, you know, it could have, could have gone a very different. And like direction. I could have not even been in the same location. I'm just like, oh, the kids are just riding their bike around the pond, right? And like I'm just so grateful that my mind was there. You know, a very real situation that like life or death thing. Mm -hmm. And I just like, and it it was that those smaller moments where I'm just like so happy of my decision you know and my like change and you know not only one of my present and actually being with my kids but um two i'm aware of where they are mm -hmm. like falling off a 10-foot ledge into the pond yeah no kidding <laughs> yeah so i mean w when you think about it um those 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 thoughts of you know yeah, like maybe a beer would be okay or, you know, you know, they're fleeting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, well, fleeting in comparison to what they were. It's just, um, how could we forget? Right. 
<laughs> that's I guess that's part of the like insanity of it, really. But it's it's also like just the mornings, though. Like, and I have all these. I I I know I know that I, one of my you know gifts I've been given is a memory. And even with all the times I've been super drunk, I still remember those things that I did mm-hmm. for the most part. Sometimes not. Sometimes very gray area. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but sure. It, I, I at least can kind of like. I remember them like years <laughs> later, but not yeah. for a long time. It's like it's like putting a puzzle <clears throat> back together. Um, but I I just I'm I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, you know, a couple of beers wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. But then, like, I know, like, where it would chase and go to and whatever. And I just, and I, my main thing is I'm, all the mornings and the time that I wasted in the morning, like, of trying to recover and, like, trying to just fight it through the weekend of, like, trying to feel okay, you know? And just being, like, kind of a waste and, like, not being present and just, just nursing myself through it. And it's just, like, as a it's a fucking horrible feeling mm-hmm. where you just white knuckling it through the weekend and you're just like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Well, don't you continually keep doing it. You're drinking again right now. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're trying to fix it. And I don't know. It's, I'm just happy. I don't have to like play that game anymore. Right. It's just, it's, but it is good to walk myself through that game at times of thinking like, yeah, you know, wouldn't be that bad and it's like it's just a good coping mechanism for for me is to kind of just you know play the movie through sure and think like where where is this really gonna go Mm -hmm. because i don't know i read now i mean now it's great like i i love i love the mornings the mornings are fine yeah you know it's like nice to be able to wake up and take a shower and not like you're sitting there holding onto the wall just thinking, oh, I hate this. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I've, I've told people before um, that um, it used to it, it used to be like uh, my next drunk, I couldn't, I couldn't see into the future past it. It was mm-hmm. like I was always looking into it or trying to see through it because it was like obscure it would obscure my view literally like it was always on my mind um every thought or every person that i was talking to there was literally alcohol in between me and you whether i was drinking or not at the moment it was either the thought of drinking or it was drinking um it was in between every conversation i had or every, every thought of the next day or like even a few hours from now i'm trying to make plans it was like like literally looking through a cataract that was alcohol. But isn't like, I just, if like alcohol, if you can name, if you could call it something and like the one word that I can think of is selfish. Super. Of like of just what it is. It's this, it's self-centered, self-consuming. It's everything revolves around it. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't stand that mode where it's like, oh, if I don't have this while I'm doing this, then it's not going to be fun. Right. Like that mindset to me is so mind-blowing because I did it for so many years. It's like, how do I go boating or how do I go camping or how do I go skiing or how do I do anything without having alcohol? Mm-hmm. And It's kind of a gluttonous way of thinking. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, it's like when I spoke at the rehab center, uh, one lady asked me because she was like, "Wow, you're, I didn't know that you're that outdoorsy." And she just her her main question that she said to me, and she goes, "How do you do those activities now without alcohol?" And I just like looked at her, and I just I just laughed, and I said, "I just enjoy doing the sport again." Mm-hmm. Like I I try to find that joy and that whatever that brought me to even wanting to do it in the first place because it wasn't alcohol it wasn't like i was like oh yeah i started drinking in a 12 pack and thinking you know i want to go kayak a class five river you know it was the opposite it's like you do you get into these sports you do stuff and then uh the times i was thought i was drinking pretty politically correct to a point you know Mm -hmm. and until i kind of blew it and and uh but i thought it was kind of interesting she said that she's like how do you do those sports without alcohol and it was you know it's kind of crazy well you didn't do them like right away did you no no but like like when you got out of rehab like when when did you like you know kind of get back into life so to speak so I actually had a pretty crazy... I guess it's all life, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think you kind of mask all of that stuff that you really can do because it's, like I said, alcohol is selfish. It prevents you from becoming your best you. For sure. And That's for, a good way to put it. Yeah, I, that's how it felt for me. It was like I would play these mind games with myself thinking like, oh, you know what, I want to go for a bike ride right now. I was like, nah, you can't. Because you, you're hungover, your head hurts, you're tired, you you don't have any willpower to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's extremely selfish. So you, you, you can't do that. Um, third week I was in rehab. Uh, you were there. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys took us to, we, we had an activity day where we went to a climbing gym. You said that like it was a dream. Yeah, I know. I was did, like, I think you, you were, were there. That dream. Damn it, you were there. <laughs> you had to have been there. Um, but I remember I was like, oh yeah, activity day. What are we, we going to go do? And they were, they were like, yeah, we're going to go to a rock climbing gym. And I was like, a rock climbing gym? I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'm like, I remember climbing. And I was like, why like, why haven't I been climbing? Like, what's... And I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, alcohol kind of has been fucking myself over for the last years. Mm-hmm. But the crazy part is that, like, I've... Uh, with my memory, I have a very uh, sense memory, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I can... When I smell things, it brings me back into... I, I can smell anything, and it reminds me of something. Like, I smell like a burning tire in Jamaica. Like, it, I, you know, I smell the perfume, it reminds me of a date or just anything. And I remember uh, climbing uh, at this climbing gym and I smelt my hand after I was in a climbing hold. Right. And I was like way up on the thing and like I closed my eyes and I just a flood of memories of when I was climbing back in the day, like Joshua Tree down in southern utah and like all these different places and it's like how i even proposed my wife was rock climbing and like i seriously got like emotional where i started like crying like i was at this gym and i'm just like my gosh like 
and I, it made me feel like there's hope, like I can do these things again. I can, and why not try? Why not? Why not go do it? And you, you're, and have fun with it, and 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 it felt really liberating to do that. Right. But it, because it, I have so many good memories of climbing, and I just thought to myself. You know, and, and ever since I've been out too, like I, I, I take my kids now all the time and, and, and just enjoying it. Cause it's, you know, I try to get, instead of dragging for the weekend now, it's like, I look forward to like, what can we really squeeze into the weekend? Mm-hmm. Like how much shit can we do possibly, um, over the weekend? Like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, there's no limit. Yeah. I had a friend text me um, actually just the other day and he said, um, uh, cause we both climb. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he said, Hey, let's go to see your rocks and we can do one of these climbs. And he mentioned two, two different climbs, kind of big climbs. <laughs> and he said, so which ones, which, which one do you want to do? And I was like, both. let's do both we can figure it out Mm -hmm. you know so um um it it ended up raining (laughs) we couldn't go but we we did something we did something uh we did like a different one like down here where it wasn't raining it's really it was so fun yeah oh my gosh i had such a good time literally every time i'm up on a rock wall um climbing is i get such a sense of freedom from my addiction like i don't i would so much rather be doing this yeah than that that's when it feels the furthest away for me yeah and you feel like that accomplishment of it like of, yeah and then you're just you feel that natural high of life and mm-hmm. you know i just i like i said when i was in that gym like it just floored me it absolutely floored me thinking like just the concept of why am I not doing this? Mm-hmm. Why, ha- why have I been preventing myself from doing the things that I want to do and I love? Well, when you said, when you were talking about um, it being selfish mm-hmm. and it keeps you from being the best man that you can be, mm-hmm. um, it totally reminded me this uh, um, uh, Craig Ferguson, he's a talk show host, yeah. Craig Ferguson, and he wrote a book. And he mentions um, his um, his he was addicted to alcohol, right? Like, and a multitude of other things. Um, but he remembers the literally the day that he decided that he needed to get some help and to to find treatment. Um, he was sitting in a hotel room, and um, uh, a, a Gillette commercial came on, and and. I don't, I don't know if they still use it, but remember it used to be the best a man can oh, get, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know? And he heard that jingle come on, the best a man can get, and he was laying on his bed, and he was out of alcohol and drugs, and he was shaking and, you know, pretty much going through, like, the whole tremor thing. And um, it, it said, Gillette, the best a man can get. And he said to himself, I'm so not the best a man can get. <laughs> 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 and it was like this eye-opening moment yeah. for him. You know? And he he literally like made the phone call like that day. That's pretty funny. It's the small stuff though. Like I honestly, that was one of the more pivotal things that happened to me. 
in rehab and I thought and it's, it's still to this day like I still think about it it's this the smell of the chalk and the sweat on mm-hmm. your hands and it reminded me of like on the Teton or like six in the morning climbing up to the very top and and you know and I, I just I just am excited like when at that moment I thought to myself I want to do as much as I possibly can to be able to not only one make myself happy with the things I love doing, mm-hmm. but I have children. Yeah, and they needed. I want them. You know, I love my dad. He was great, but he definitely wasn't more of the um, like rock climbing, camping, campfire dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really had that. My older brother was more of a role model in that way with me. I was kind of his uh, tag along, and he would you you know he needed a camping buddy or a bowling buddy, and I'd go with him. So I'm, you know, I, I want to break that mold, not saying that my dad did anything wrong, but I want to be able to create, give my children every opportunity they can to try something. If they like it or not, give them a try and, and kind of almost live through them, but not push them to the point where they hate it, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, you know, let's go, let's go do this. And, and it feels so great doing it like i feel i get i get so happy watching my kids do like climbing all the way up to the top now i remember the first time i took them they just kind of like were kind of afraid of it Mm -hmm. they've been doing it for over a year now and they're five and four and the last time i went to the climbing gym there was like 15 people that were stopped and they were just watching them go all the way to the top and then when they were all the way to the top, I was, you know, yelling at them. I was like, hey, you know, reach up here and hit the, hit the bar. And they're, like, reaching one arm down, almost like getting cocky now. You know, just like, what? What'd you say, Dad? <laughs> you want me to touch? You want me to grab what? You right, know? right. And, and I'm, it's just funny. Kids are, kids are great. I'm definitely learning a lot through them. And I just, I don't know, man. It feels pretty good to you know, be able to be able to actually just deal with life and not just sit there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, <laughs> cover like, it up when I was telling you that um, we were going to go to City of Rocks. And we had that the, the whole day plan there, like to, to get there super early in the morning and climb all day long until it got dark. Um, and then it rained. Um, and I even thought about this when when, um, you know, I looked at the weather and it was going to rain and you can't be on rocks when it's raining. Yeah. You know? And um Normally, I think something like that would have like pissed me off. I, I mean, like, I would have been pissed like, right. about rain. Like, and um, I, and I, I I looked at the weather and it was like we couldn't go. And I was like, well, that's something I can't control. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't even mad. Mm-hmm. I was just like, well, what else can we do? You know. So I mean, I was disappointed, but I wasn't like. But I literally cognitively thought, wow, like, I'm not super upset about it. It's, like, literally something I can't control. I'm right. not going to waste the energy. <laughs> you know? You're like, yeah, it's... Being all dejected by the weather. Right. You know? That's that's nice to be able to do, too. Yeah. Just no, it, accept it. And not do just... Do something different. Not just drink, you know, like, quote, quote unquote, drink about it. Right, exactly. Let's go drink about it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, it's, uh, it's hard though. Like I definitely have my moments where 
I, I, I struggle. And the nice thing is I just, I know I need to communicate and like just get it out and talk to people and talk to my wife. And, it's so important. Yeah. Mm. Even though I, sometimes I have this, like, I gotta be this man, you know, or I gotta do, have this misconception of how I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? No, like, you know what you need to do. Just, you need to go get, get it out and just deal with it. You yeah. know, we, we all know ourselves better than obviously anybody else does. And, and, uh, I don't know. I, I suck at it at times. I can tell my wife's just like, are you all right? I'm just like, no. <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I go through that too. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think, man, I, I should be over this by now. Right. I should be over this by now. I don't, I don't want to talk about it because I'm going to look stupid. Like, or, um, uh, the, whoever I need to, whoever's there that I'm going to talk to about it will be disappointed that I'm not past mm-hmm. this or whatever is going on. Yeah, communication is so key. Like, um, I think that's just um, accepting where you are at the moment that you're in it. Right. Like, talk about it. There is no such thing as I need to be past it. Well, you know, is there like a learning curve? Right. <laughs> where am I at on this scale right now? <laughs> like, am I at like a late bloomer, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing? It's just wherever you're at at the moment. Yeah. And like, I, I, I've learned that because I get, I get long-term sobriety out of um, being okay with where I'm at right now. Yeah. And not worrying about if someone else is okay about it. Just talk about it. That's, I mean, that's what meetings are for. It's just basically to go talk about you just know, getting out where you're at. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I, yeah, I think it... But if you're not a meeting goer... You know, talking to whoever you love or whoever you trust is just as effective, I would right. say. Well, if you, yeah, you have your common circle of people and, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard at times. I can, I, I try to do it sometimes with my, my dad, who's my boss too. And it's, I start to vent about something. And, and a lot of times he's such a quick person to have an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always like a very good smoother over person. Like, oh, don't let this don't get all wrapped up in this or something. You know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, but I, I'm just explaining to you how I'm feeling. This is new to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's us men are so like Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, bad I, sometimes. I exactly so, well, I think we're about out of time. Looks like we've been talking for about an hour almost. So, like just to kind of like sum it up has it been worth it this this far yeah i think so i think if everyone's listening we've got some we're now that we're we've kind of know how we're going to be doing this a little bit yeah <laughs> and we've got some uh we've got some good guests that are coming on pretty soon and uh hopefully this one made sense tonight we just wanted to kind of catch up a little bit and i meant like the, the sobriety trip has been worth it so oh far. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you talking about this actual podcast for tonight yeah it's kind of different without zach huh it is it's different but it, it's nice to it's nice to catch up and just like be real mm-hmm. you know i feel like that's what we did tonight but um as of my journey is worth it oh yeah yeah mine too it's just it's just it's kind of like 
you know those, uh, I don't know what you call them, where you do those double circles and one overlaps on the other and like you do the pros and the cons. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's a word for it. Right. But, um, I was like chatting with my wife the other night about it and I was like kind of the pros and the cons kind of in between of everything but like there's so much that outweighs on the positivity side of it yeah it's like i'm i'm present and like and the biggest thing that i've noticed with my wife what i talked about is how much good that i can recognize in myself this last year than i have in probably five years combined mm -hmm. if like just the stuff i've done like i got the mindset i'm working hard like our business right now is this busy as it's ever been and it's it's like all that good shit follows you mm -hmm. and i really do believe that like you 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 do good and good happens back and and uh i think it's a little bit the law of attraction too. i think so i think yeah yeah i mean why would somebody want to hang out with you if you're super hungover all the time versus someone who's just like uh where are we going Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, but depending on your state of mind at the moment, it's not always obvious. No. It's not. Like anybody that tells you like, um, oh yeah, like sobriety is easier and everything's like happier and better and stuff like that. It all depends on your state of the moment, uh, state of mind at the time. Like sometimes it's just like hard to see. Right. Especially in newer sobriety. Right. Like I, I what I am had, I doing this for again? What? I, I had a really close friend that's uh he says he hasn't drank for 60 days and hung out with him over the weekend. And, and he just was like, I just, he brought it to me. I wasn't asking him. And he was just like, man, you know, I just like, I feel like a lot of stuff's not going right. I'm wasting time. I'm not present. I'm not doing anything. And I, uh, I said, but in the last 60 days, like what are some of your benefits that you've seen? And he just is like a lot. It's like I've just the small stuff. And if, I think if you, us humans, we want this instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Like like I said earlier, we're just, we're, we're, we're all that way. We want something, we want it now. We want this perfect image of whatever. And uh, if you can really slow it down into like just the smallest little stuff. Like I woke up early and I, I had breakfast with my child that I would have normally missed. And like that, you, you just take that one small goodness thing, that good thing that happened to you, and you just push on from that. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes bigger, you know. One breakfast turns into you feel like your day is better. You feel like you're going to bed earlier. You feel like you're getting a better sleep pattern. You're getting work is going better, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just spirals into it. If you, I mean, it's it's hard though, like you said at the beginning, to recognize the small things. But when you do, it, it uh, you really notice how many good things are actually there. Oh yeah, they build up and they coalesce into yeah. larger things. Um, I remember um, sometimes thinking, well, I don't know exactly what's better. This is like early on. I don't know exactly what's better, but what I can say that I've achieved is that I haven't drank for 15 days. Yeah. That's something, <laughs> you know, right. it's not like my credit improved over 15 days <laughs> or, you know, like suddenly like my relationship with my children was better after 15 days. Cause you know, I was kind of a, uh, like a kind of bitchy, complainy, whiny, yeah. cranny, cryy person <laughs> actually for a while. But like sometimes that was, 
like all I had to look at is, wow, I just, I haven't drank for 27 days. Right. Oh my God. You know? Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, my question has been worth it this, this far. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 It's going good for me. That's good. Yeah. Well, we have plenty more to talk about soon. Hopefully we're going to try to figure this out with Zach and having him to have him add on. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like this next little phase, we're going to really push this podcast. It's time to, uh, you know, spread the positivity and the love. And we have some ideas. Got a, some ideas. Yeah. You know, I was going to be super resentful. I was going to share some if... ideas, but not yet. <laughs> I was going to be super resentful if he went to go see Stonehenge without me. <laughs> um, but I think one way to forgive him, Zach, is if you uh, did the podcast from Stonehenge. There you go. While we were talking to you. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like maybe he'd like see aliens or something. Like He sets up the <laughs> geometric. Yeah star line alignment of however those guys did that in the first place sends a signal <laughs> okay all well right. alrighty we'll uh we'll chat soon and keep uh our our uh, instagram by the way is climbing yeah yeah got some more people on there so uh good right right in tell yeah. us what to talk about tell us what you have to say so you guys have a good night it's very late for us yep. <laughs> so peace out Peace.